Okay, are you ready for part two of Your Word is Your Bond? Um, I hope you listen to part one and not listen to part two before you hear part one. Either way, you're going to have an experience regardless. Hopefully this will wet your beak, so to speak. If you haven't heard part one, that you go back and listen to part one and keep listening going on to part three. And there may be a new series after part three. So we'll just see how far we get with that. Um, I am your host, Cardelia Reed, for your show, Fruit for Your Soul. And I would love for you to listen to me in the morning. Um, we're actually taking this journey together. Yes, we are, because these are journeys that I had to take to get to where I am on my spiritual journey. Now, right now, I know myself as a person that is growing and that is imperfect. So I don't want you to think while you're listening to me that I am a religious person of perfection, because that is not true. I am a very spiritual person that I in which I am aware that I am imperfect but I am very confident in um, my journey and my experience. So confident that I have gotten onto this podcast and started this series with you. As I said in the first series, I actually um, had a show online for about a year and I'm going to continue that. I just wanted to kick off this podcast series strictly with you right now. So no video involved because I want to focus strictly on you. A little bit about my background, spiritual life coach. It's just a great fancy word for ministry. And ministry is, I want to help you get aligned with your purpose in life. And uh, spirituality, spirituality, ooh, that's a tongue twister, sets you free, okay? I feel that religion defines you in boxes and it keeps people mind frames and bondage, which is why you always hear some people being hurt by the church and being hurt by conversations of arguments. Now, someone argue about religion and someone's arguing about um things that are involved with religion, that's not God. Spirituality is Jesus coming to set you free. And we're going to actually pick up from where I left off before. However, I think I ended with, we have the mind of Christ, which is a very powerful ending. So I've got to backtrack and tell you why I got to that point. Now, your word being your bond, okay? And we know it starts with the thought. That's why I had to go back to the mind. One of the things you're going to find about me I like to take a situation and work backwards because that helps me understand and dissect it. Sometimes that's the only way you can do it. It's hard to go forth unless God gives you the ability to go forth, right? So let's talk about going back. So I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians second chapter 12 verse. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely I can't stress that enough, freely given to us of God, not of man, not of your coworker, not of your friends, not of your boyfriend, not even your husband, but of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Holy Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he might instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ 
what I just read to you is something that has set me so free and I cannot express to you enough. We are all born with gifts and a lot of our gifts are manifested in our lives, whether we use them or not. Sometimes things happen in your life. You cannot even explain it. And depending on what those gifts are, some of them come out in ways. Let's see. How can I say this? If you have a gift of knowledge or a gift of wisdom, the enemy is always going to try to come at you with foolishness because he wants you to think that you're foolish and you lack confidence and self and no self-esteem and you are nothing. Essentially, when you were born into this world, God said you were something and he gave you those gifts. So the enemy comes at you on the opposite realm so you can believe that. And what happens when you believe that, because people have told you as a child, or whomever told you, hope to God, it should not have happened as a child, but I know that's where a lot of it comes from. You start giving birth to those words. And the things that come out of your mouth, because you have the gift of wisdom, becomes detriment and negativity. And it's even magnified more because you have such a gift that's coming out and expressed the wrong way. That it comes out and then it comes back to you and it manifests in your life. I'll give you an example. I'm glad you asked. If you have a gift, once again, of wisdom, and you probably had teachers growing up saying really terrible things to you. Um, let's say they placed a project. You know, I had a teacher one time when I was in fifth grade. I'm going to stop speaking so generally because I'm, I'm going to have to always use myself as an example. I can't think of anyone else. But um, I had a teacher one time in fifth grade. And we had a project in which we had to create a clasp, an arm clasp, like a hinge. So a lot of kids would have two blocks and they had their parents help them create a hinge to connect those blocks together. Now, once that hinge was in place, you could close the blocks and open them up. Well, to me, she said, hey, you know what? You want us to make an arm? I went home. I drew an outline of my arm on a, pla- on a uh, paper bag and I had two separate outlines. With those outlines, I put the arm together and stuffed it with cotton. The fingers, the arms, and just even the elbow part. But I made the elbow bend. And so to me, that was my version, my creativity of what, um, a, whatever she wanted us to make, an arm or something. I don't know. It was something that a hinge that you could open and close. That's all I remember. Maybe she said arm. I don't know. Either way, the point of this story is that once I brought the project to school, she told me there's something wrong with me and um, something's wrong with your project. That's not what I asked for. Mine's was much different than everybody else's. And I even overheard her tell another teacher, something's wrong with her. I told you something's wrong with her. And it hurt my feelings terribly. I'm 10 years old. I don't know any better, right? Well, you know, and and just so you know, this is not that kind of show where I'm airing all my my dirty laundry because at the end of the day, I completely forgot about that example until I started talking to you about it. But um, for the purposes of illustration, the gift of wisdom was there then. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And um, because something was wrong with my project and she told me that, I believed it. See, I said it. She said, something's wrong with your project and I believed it. Come to find out, my project was one of the very best in class. They had someone judge it. And the person that judged it was an outside person and they thought it was remarkable. And that did something to me. I felt very unique 
because you and I are, you are very unique and so am I. Uh, God makes us in his uniqueness. I just read it right there for you uh, from 1 Corinthians. But um, the enemy is always going to attack you. And if he can attack you as a child, which I know he's done many of us in this world, and get you to believe things that something's wrong with me, something's wrong with my thoughts, especially if you have a gift of wisdom, it's going to manifest in your life as an adult. Because then you start thinking that in relationships, there's something wrong with me. And then it manifests. Then you start saying wrong things about yourself and about other people. So your word has become your bond and your bond has become your life. That's why I said to you things that were given to us freely from God. You have to know who your gifts come from. Now, the gift of wisdom is just an example. But there are so many gifts of the spirit. Do a Wikipedia search on gifts of the spirit and you will find there are a number of them and each of them are somehow manifested by the words that come out of your mouth so a lot of us don't even know that in the church I'm going to tell you something that is so funny but it's very very true I was in church all of my life from I can't even remember. I grew up. I'm not going to tell you what religion I grew up on, but I grew up a certain religion like most people did in the South. And I am African-American. Uh, and I went to church as an adult. Now I wasn't going to church all every single Sunday as an adult, about like I was a child. But at the end of the day, no one ever taught me anything about gifts of the spirit and anything that was freely given to us from God. It does not even matter what they were but it was free when we were born and it's still free now our words become our bond so when we're speaking negativity into the air from something that was given to us freely from god we have created bondage that has come out of our mouth and into our minds and we stay in that bondage every day you wake up and you say something about life that you don't like i mean a number of things i have said over my life that i did not like i created bondage And I stayed in that bunch until I became intentional about changing my words. And in order to change my words, I had to change my thoughts. In order to change my thoughts, I had to renew my spirit. You've heard many televangelists and people talk about renewing your spirit. And renewing your spirit is once again, something you have to be intentional about. Essentially, it just says, you know what? You got to pray it off of you. You have to ask God to take away those things. God, renew my spirit, add restoration into my life. Change my words to something you have given me. Help me understand who I am. Open up my spiritual eyes and ears. Spiritual eyes and ears simply being what God has freely given to us. You don't have to think anything more about that. Um, I so badly want you to be free because I remember being in bondage myself. Bondage feels like But the second I walk out of my door and the rest of the world is in bondage too, I feel like I am at home, which is terrible because most of the world catches on to the world, which is why I just read to you from 1 Corinthians that we receive things from the spirit of God and we don't receive things like the world do. So now that we have received these things from God, We don't think like the rest of the world. The rest of the world will tell you, you messed up. You're worthless. You're nothing. They will manipulate you into 
doing something you don't want to do. So at the end of the day, you feel and you think and you say all those things. Now, we know that there is a great percentage of that that you cannot control. But that's the actions coming towards you. But what you can control are your words and your words give life to everything. I'm going to go into a very concrete example. And I really do hope that this blesses you. I, um, I think I told you earlier that um, I had a lot of things happen to me. Well, one of the things that happened to me that I'm sure you can relate to, um, I worked a job and I worked in healthcare for a number of years. And um, I'm not sure what's going on with healthcare. You know, don't even ask. <laughs> healthcare is like one of those things that we get the last of everything. But one of the things that you can't appreciate supposedly is always job security. If that's where you want to be. And some people actually have a heart to be there. So I'm not, I'm not knocking that by no means. What I'm saying to you is that I worked in healthcare and I had uh, some, a number of things happen to me that was unexplained. So badly, such as like, you know, the end of a contract, a multiplicity, uh, suddenly ending, ending before it was supposed to end. And you take that and probably multiply that by, ugh, that probably happened somewhere between, I want to say seven is the magical number that's coming to mind right now. Or starting a job, something goes so terribly wrong and I get so uncomfortable in the job. Uh, someone, in other words, I start a job. And then all of a sudden the job description changed to a totally different uh, expectation that, um, that wasn't written there. And then you may try to fight and say, Hey, this is not why I was hired, blah, blah. What can you do to help me? And then it comes back 10 times worse because you initiated, you confronted the change that took place from supposedly high authority at work. Well, um, even with that, I had to get out of those. I've had to walk away. So either something didn't work out or I had to walk away or something never started. In other words, there was a whole lot of what I felt like was rejection and dejection there. And um, that created me to um, go back into my mind and see what's going on because this obviously is divinely orchestrated something's going on because it's happened too many times in almost the same manner and there was a lot of fear that it would happen and then it did happen probably I'm I'm guessing there are many times I've probably gone and said some things I should not have said and then the fear manifested itself into truth how do you like that and um, I, I don't want you to do that. So that's why I'm telling you, you've got to be careful of your words. But because that was so badly done, I started a daily uh, saying because I started realizing the power of my words. So I got up in the morning and I started uttering what I call my daily prayer. And all I simply did was speak out against the things that I felt that had been holding me bondage. And what I was saying is that I no longer, I'm just going to actually read a little bit of this to you right now, by the way. What I would say is that I will not give into defeat today. What that simply means, I wake up in the morning and I already feel defeated. And it's, it's kind of sad because you want to wake up, right? You don't want to not wake up. But I will wake up and I feel defeated because the first thought will be, dog it, I got to go to work. Okay, that's defeat. So to fight that, how about saying I will not give into defeat today? That's number one. Now, when I would say that out loud, I don't care if I had to say it five times. I promise you it's going to go away. It's going to just flee. And if you got to add a little bit of twist on it and you really want it to go away. Now, how badly do you want it to go away? 
In the name of Jesus, I will not give into defeat today. It might flee immediately when they say that the first time. See, I tell you one thing. Nobody actually told me that. Uh, so I had to keep saying it till it actually would start to do something. So I would say, add that little on it, that little thing on it. I will not give into defeat today in the name of Jesus. You can say it before, you can say it after. Whichever one you choose to do, just say it. Because that really helps. And it aborts the thought that comes to your mind when it comes to cursing your day. Because you're going to say something soon and that's going to really do it. I know the next thing I would say is I no longer have a stronghold on my life when it comes to my job. And that stronghold is that bondage I felt of not only did I not want to be there, I didn't want to do the job. I didn't like the way some people treated me. I didn't even like the way the office felt when I walked in there. And I said it sometimes to people. And guess what? The situation just got worse. So I started speaking against it. Now, once again, I didn't act in the the name of Jesus on it. And that's the only thing I wish I had done. But it does not matter. I said it. And when I started saying these things, I promise you, just as sure as I said it, here I am speaking to you today. Now, I had not planned on being a spiritual life coach then. But at that time, which I'm going to say two years ago, I started uttering these things. And literally out of the blue, One day I got a phone call from a friend who invited me somewhere that eventually changed my life. The place that she invited me, I was able to hear people's stories about their lives and found out that first day that someone had a similar story of things manifesting badly in their lives and how because of that story, they were able to determine what their spiritual gifts were and Not only that, while sitting there, I actually heard the Holy Spirit speak to me because I was so open and desperate is probably the word I felt for something better in my life. I heard him say, this is the same thing you have. So that was no coincidence. I do not believe in the word coincidence. I do not believe in impossible. Yes, you know it. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Through God, all things are possible. There are no coincidences in Christ. So that day was divinely ordained and that changed my life. You know why? Because I was intentional about speaking out against things or demonic forces that were placing thoughts in my head. And those thoughts gave birth to words. So I want you. Now, I went on and on and on in my daily prayer. Just so you know, I called out every single thing that I wanted Um, Things that the enemy was telling me about my life that would not occur. I will have favor. And I listed those areas of my life to have favor. And then I will say, um, I will never have blank problem again. Then at that problem, at that time, I said, I will never have a problem with my job again. So I want you to fill in the blank with whatever it is that you're having a problem with your life and start speaking out against it. And then I will also end it with, I trust God. I am not worried or afraid. I will see many good years of victory and success. Those are things I uttered over my life. You who's, I want to know who's out there saying that. Who's getting up believing that? You know, and the truth is, I don't even know how much I believed it at the moment. I just had the audacity to say it. I also ended it with, my latter years would be greater than my former and it's happening right before my eyes, which means I needed God to move right now. That's exactly what that meant. So take whatever it is that you feel like is causing you bondage in your life. 
fill in the blank and speak against it. Say the things that you want. Declare it in the name of Jesus. And I promise you, you will start seeing a change in your life. Um, I am out of time again. <laughs> I, I try to time these episodes and I really don't want to take too much of your time because I want it to be enough to wet your beak and uh, dip your toe in the water, whatever you want to call it. Either way, we're going to take a deeper dive in part three of your word is your bun. Thank you. And I'll look to uh, hear from you next time. You can reach me at love, L-O-V-E, at cardelia.com, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A.com. Reach out to me, uh, send the email, whatever. And also, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. And um, also, if you would subscribe to this podcast, that would be great. I love your feedback. I'll see you next time. Please know Jesus loves you, and so do I.